0: You're listening to True North with Pastor Gary Cottle of Gary Cottle Ministries on today's edition
1: The only way you're going to stop this bleeding, uh, amen, in your life and in this culture and this country is whenever you start obeying the Word of God again, amen. uh, There are no alternatives. uh, You can have all the physicians in the world, but you'll still be sick, amen. You can have all the psychologists and all the psychiatrists in the world, but you'll still be confused and have no peace of mind, uh, amen. You can have all the bankers in the world, uh, but still be empty in your soul. uh, God, help us to get back to His Word today.
0: What or who do you rely on? Are you waiting for politicians to lead you to prosperity? Are you putting your hopes and dreams into a job or a relationship? Pastor Gary reminds you today that nothing here on earth will satisfy. Nothing will be worth your attention, unless it's the Lord. Turn your ambitions and desires over to God, and then just watch what He'll do. Your Creator loves you deeply and knows exactly what's best for you, so why not trust Him? You won't be disappointed. Now here's Pastor Gary in the book of Romans chapter 1 as he continues his message, Caught on Fire. A
1: truth will stir your emotions. It will. And emotions are not bad as long as you're not led by your emotions. Emotions are only bad when you're led by them, rather, instead of letting truth lead your emotions. Who's leading? Amen. I've been in churches where they could shout the roof off the place, but there's not one thing that was said that fed the soul. Not one thing that was said that stirred people's hearts to repent. I'm not interested in that. I'm not interested in putting on a show. I beg God, God, help us never to be fake. Help us never to just put on and make a good show and put on a, a good show for people. That's not what this is about. And if we ever get that attitude, I pray God will strip us from every ability and every talent we've got till we get our focus back to where it belongs. It's not about what we do. It's about what he wants to do in our lives. Amen. Give God some glory and praise. Caught on fire. September the 9th of 1990. You know what lit my fire? Jesus said, you're special. I heard about John 3.16, that God loved me as much as he loved anybody else. And if you'll read the scripture, you'll discover he loves you as much as he loves Jesus. That lights my fire. Because I know how unlovable I am. I know how, what a wreck I am. I know what a mess I can be sometimes. How in the world would God, or why in the world would God love an old wretch like me? And if that don't light your fire, I don't know what will help you. You need to get excited about the fact that God uh, sent His Son to the old rugged cross uh, to pay for your sins uh, and He took the punishment that you and I deserved uh, and He took the very wrath of God on the cross uh, so that if we would accept Him by faith with a repentant heart that our sins would be washed away and that we would be filled with and guided by His Spirit and given purpose and being reunited with our very Creator God. Uh, If that can't crank your fire, I don't know what can. Oh, God, help us to get on fire for Jesus. And yet there's some. When's that preacher going to get over we got a Lord's Supper to do? (laughs) Go ahead and say amen, church. (laughs) I want to get past this rushed frenzy that we're in. When we get to the house of God, he has a word for us. And we can't rush the Almighty. We've got to reverence and respect. Let me ask you something. If Jesus Christ were in our midst physically, would we not give Him all the time that He wanted? What's the difference? He is in the house. Now, let me read you the Scripture in closing that I want to direct your attention to. Second Chronicles chapter 34. And if you're a teenager... Or a young person, especially, but anybody who the Lord is dealing with, I want you to pay attention to this. But look at what God can do, listen, with a teenager that has been caught on fire for Jesus. A teenager. Watch this. <laughs> Second Chronicles, chapter 34, and verse number one Josiah was eight years old. When he began to reign, wait a minute. I thought you said a teenager. It started earlier than that. <laughs> Somebody been teaching Josiah about the ways of the Lord because keep watching. And he reigned in Jerusalem one in 30 years, he must have had a pretty good reign. And he did that which was right in the sight of the Lord and walked in the ways of David his father and declined neither to the right hand nor to the left. That is, he stayed on his mission to serve and please God. Verse 3, for in the eighth year of his reign, eight plus eight is 16. Now he's 16 years old. In the eighth year of his reign, while he was yet young, he began to seek after the God of David, his father. Amen. And in the twelfth year, he began to purge Judah and Jerusalem from the high places and the groves and the carved images and the molten images. And they break down the altars of Balaam in his presence. That's that false prosperity gospel where you can pay a preacher to say you want him to say and the images that were on high above them he cut down and the groves and the carved images and the molten images he break in pieces and made dust of them and strode it upon the graves of them that had sacrificed unto them. Muddy I tell you what that's pretty radical don't you think verse 5 and he burnt the bones of the priest upon their altars and you think I'm hard on false prophets At least I don't dig up their bones and set them on fire. Amen. But look at this fire of God burning in this young king so hot that he's burning the bones of dead dry religion. Can I get an amen this morning? And would to God he would send us some preachers with some fire that will burn out the bones of dead dry religion again in America today. And, uh, whoo, and he cleansed Judah and Jerusalem. And so did he in the cities of Manasseh. He wasn't just happy with his hometown. He had to branch out. Amen. There's your mission field right there. Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, uttermost parts of the earth. Amen. Oh, glory to God. Look at verse 7. And when he had broken down the altars and the groves and had beaten the graven images into powder and cut down all the items, Uh, not just some of them uh, but every last one of them uh, throughout all the land of Israel he returned to Jerusalem uh, so he wasn't even at home doing his work he was out and abroad Uh, he was loud and proud he was boisterous and noisy and he meant for people to notice what he was on a mission to do and so many Christians hide uh, and they dodge uh, and they're bashful and they're sheepish about uh, they might barely say could you come to church and then they're all. Amen. But they won't say, repent, or you shall all likewise perish. They won't say that you must be born again. They won't tell people what they need to hear. And God's wanting somebody with some boldness. Now, in the 18th year of his reign, when he had purged the land and the house, he sent Shaphan, the son of Azalea, and Messiah, the governor of the city. It done God broke out into politics too, amen. When God really sets somebody on fire, it won't just affect the, the house of God. It will affect the house of Congress. It will affect the White House, amen. It will affect our governors. And I'm praying God sends a fire that'll shake. Our our nation to its core again, uh, that'll bring us back to our knees uh, and praying to God Almighty. Set our souls afire, oh God, I pray. Whoo, I then lost my place. Jonah, the son of Joaz, the recorder. Somebody's making record of all this. Amen. I'm glad they did. To repair the house of the Lord his God. He said, I ain't finished yet. Uh, we done went around and we done preach to the politicians, we done burn up the the old bones of the false prophets, uh, but now judgment must first begin uh, at the house of God. So now let's go to working on the brokenness of the church house, amen. And when they came to Hilkiah the high priest, uh, they delivered the money that was brought into the house of God. Uh, so offerings are definitely biblical uh, which the Levites that kept the doors had gathered of the hand of Manasseh and Ephraim and of all the remnant of Israel and of all Judah and Benjamin and they returned to Jerusalem listen and they put it in the hand of the workmen that had the oversight of the house of the Lord I've got to ask this question where are the young people rising up to commit to being the oversight of the house of the Lord I've got news for you this generation Generation that's gone ahead of us is not going to be here forever and they're trying their best they're holding the light and they're holding the candle feeble as they may be and as weak as they may get they're holding it with every last breath of their being praying hoping that somebody will come along and let Jesus set that fire in them so they can commit their heart and their life to the work of the Lord I'm telling you it's time that we begin to value the treasure that's found at the house of God. God I know we have technology and I know people say well you don't have to be in church to have church and we got all this doctrines of devils that keep us from congregating in the name of the Lord and that's yes, right that's exactly what it is because the Bible says forsake not the assembling of yourself together as the manner of some is amen but so much the more as you see the day approaching in other words the closer we get to Jesus the more we ought to meet now that's the book Hebrews chapter 10 Read it for yourself. It'll say it every time you read it. Hey, don't change. And somehow we have forsaken and neglected the house of God. And we have built our own houses. And we have built our own legacies. We have built our own careers. And we have built our own lives. And our houses flourish while the house of God... Is crippling along. While well, the house of God can barely keep the lights on. While well, the house of God barely has a flicker anymore. I'm saying to you, it's time to have a revival of the appreciation of God's purpose for the local church in your life directly. Amen. Uh, Let me tell you something. God designed it so that when you come to church, uh, your cup could be filled to overflowing. uh, That whenever you come in empty, you'll leave stirred uh, and you'll leave excited uh, and you'll leave on fire for God. I don't know about you, uh, but I need every little bit of ounce, I need every shot in the arm I can get, amen, I I need every booster I can get Uh, and I need God to set our souls on fire today because there's a generation coming on uh, that needs to understand the significance the importance and the biblical requirement of keeping up the house of the Lord amen (laughs) whoo I was worried that I didn't have an outline (laughs) And they put it in the hand of the workmen. Thank God they were workers. They had the oversight, and they gave it to the workmen that wrought in the house of the Lord to repair and amend the house. Oh, we need some amending, and we need some repair work. And I'm talking about the leaky souls where we come in and we get stirred just enough to get us home. But after our lunch on Sunday, we done forgot what manner of man we would be held ourselves to be in the face of God's word. But God sent such a fire that we can never run away from what it is that God's trying to do in our lives Whew. Mm. and the men did the work faithfully good God Almighty this is full of preaching amen uh, did you hear that word faithfully you know what faithfulness is amen that's predictable commitment amen the Bible says confidence And an unfaithful man in time of trouble is like a broken tooth and a foot out of joint. Have you ever trusted somebody that couldn't be trusted to get something done? Amen. You probably might have done it once, but you learned your lesson, didn't you? And it burdens my heart that there's pastor after pastor after pastor that's crumbling under the pressure of the ministry because they don't have anybody that will actually commit for the long haul to the work of the Lord. They'll volunteer on a temporary part-time basis, but then you can't find them for six months. God, give us some faithful people again. God, give us some people that are committed to the cause of Christ. God, set our souls on fire today. Woo, mm. verse 13 glory to God and they were over the bearers of burdens and were overseers of all that wrought in the work in any manner of service They wasn't a service they would turn down I thank God for some of you. You'll do anything and everything and go above and beyond the call of duty. I salute you. I thank God for you. And I pray that God will enable you to impart that, whatever you got, to the next generation. That is to share it. That is like that candle. Get up close to the one that's not lit long enough for it to light fire so that they can go out on fire. (laughs) Woo, ain't this good stuff? Hilkiah answered, verse 15, said to Shaphan the scribe, I have found the book of the law <laughs> in the house of the Lord. Good God Almighty. How long did they go without the word of God in the house of the Lord? He had to find it. You know, a lot of churches are doing today, can I just preach a minute? We don't need that. Let me entertain you today. And you can't find a Bible if you've sent a CNI dog or something. I mean, what am I trying to say? An FBI agent, amen. You can't find it. And here they went and they found the Word of God in the place it was supposed to be out in the open the whole time. How many churches do you have to visit before you find the Word of God in the pulpit today? Amen. How many preachers do you have to hear before you finally get one uh, that God, the Holy Ghost, has set on fire uh, that will, uh, amen, stir you uh, and mobilize you uh, and call you to action? Amen. Uh, I thank God for every God-called preacher he put in my life. Uh, You see, the reason I'm like I am uh, is because I was raised up under this kind of preaching. uh, And I got close enough to it for it to catch me on fire. Amen. Uh, And I learned to appreciate it and to value it uh, And I've prayed that God would enable me to impart this fire in me to the next generation. God, don't let me die without influencing the next generation. God, don't let me die till I can see some successors following in my footsteps. Amen. And I want every teenager to know in this building today I'm after you. Amen. I'm coming after you. Amen. I'm going to pray on you. I'm going to believe God for you. And you may ignore my text messages and you may not respond to them but I'm going to send them to you anyway because I love you and one day sooner or later that fire is going to catch you and you're going to show up one day and say God, uh, been uh, working on my heart. Uh, God wants me to volunteer. God wants me to help and some of you, you don't know it yet but you are the leaders of this church of tomorrow and you don't know it yet but one day uh, this kind of preaching that makes you a little nervous, uh, God's going to set you up and prop you up in the pulpit uh, and you're going to get to acting like this. Amen. Uh, And you're going to learn uh, this. This is what this generation has needed for a very, very long time. Mm. Let me find my Bible. <laughs> uh, would you say it was ironic or providential that I forgot my Bible? There's no accidents with God. Amen. I've got digital Bibles in every device. I, mean, I could preach off my iPad. But I'm not really preaching from a screen or even from paper. I'm preaching what God's put right here. Let me finish this. Verse 15, they found the book. Yeah, verse 16, Shapham carried the book to the king. <laughs> Sometimes I wish I could have an audience with the kings of this earth. Let's say, Let me tell you something, sir or madam. One day every knee is going to bow and every tongue is going to confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Amen. And brought the king word back again saying, All that was committed to thy servants, they do it. They have gathered together the money that was found in the house. Look at this, a functioning church. Amen. And have delivered it into the hands of the overseers and to the hand of the workmen. Then Stephen the scribe told the king saying, Hilkiah the priest hath given me a book And Shaphan read it before the king and it came to pass when the king had heard the words of the law that he rent his clothes and the king commanded Hilkiah... And Hiakim, the son of Shaphan and Abdomen, I know I'm slaughtering these words, the son of Micah and Stephan, I guess, the scribe, and Isaiah, the servant of the kings, saying, Go inquire of the Lord for me and for them that are left in Israel and in Judah concerning the words of the book that is found. For great is the wrath of the Lord that is poured out upon us because our fathers have not kept the word of the lord and i'm telling you that's why we're in the mess we're in today it's because our fathers have not kept the law of the lord but god send us some kings god send us some governors god send us some politicians and republicans and democrats that will repent of their old wicked ways get their nose in this bible and begin to beg god to remember mercy and grace in a time of wrath today he said, do after all that is written in this book. He said, the only way we're going to stop the bleeding, fellas, is if we get right with God. And i got news for this generation. The only way you're going to stop this bleeding, uh, amen, in your life and in this culture and this country is whenever you start obeying the Word of God again, amen. Uh, There are no alternatives. Uh, You can have all the physicians in the world, but you'll still be sick, amen. You can have all the psychologists and all the psychiatrists in the world, but you'll still be confused and have no peace of mind, uh, amen. You can have all the bankers in the world, uh, but still be empty in your soul. Uh, God, help us to get back to His Word word today amen, amen. amen. and Stephan carried the book to the king and brought the king word back again saying all that was committed to thy servant they did it i done got lost again amen uh let's see and they that the king had appointed went to halda the prophetess the wife of shalem the son of tikvath the son of Harsa, keeper of the wardrobe now she dwelt in Jerusalem in the college and God help us we need the gospel to hit our colleges, amen, and they spake to her to that effect and she answered them, thus saith the Lord God of Israel, tell you the man that sent you to me, thus saith the Lord, behold I will bring evil upon this place and upon the inhabitants thereof, even all the curses, I ain't going to read the whole chapter but follow me, the curses that are written in the book which they have read before the king of Judah because they Forsaken men have burned incense unto other gods, that they might provoke me to anger with all the works of their hands. Therefore, my wrath shall be poured out upon this place, and shall not be quenched. And as for the king of Judah, who sent you to inquire of the Lord, so shall you say unto him: Thus saith the Lord God of Israel concerning the words which thou hast heard: Because thine heart was tender, and thou didst humble thyself before God, when thou heardst his words against this place, and against them Thereof, and humblest thyself before me, and didst rent thy clothes and weep before me. I have even heard thee also, saith the Lord. Behold, I will gather thee to thy fathers, and thou shalt be gathered to thy grave in peace. Neither shall thine eyes see all the evil that I will bring upon this place and upon the inhabitants of the same. So they brought the king word again, and suffice it to say this. I know that the vows of of the wrath of Almighty God I believe are being poured out on the nations of the earth right now for all of their rejection of Almighty God but there's a place where you can find safety and shelter from the wrath of God even in the midst of these apostate days that we're in amen and if you will respond like the king did and humble yourself before God and weep amen and seek for a place of repentance you won't have to bear the same judgment and the same penalty that others will have to bear amen but i'm telling you today the house of god needs to get back to a place when they come they're coming not amen to be entertained and they're not coming just out of obligation or duty or routine but they're coming to be set on fire from god almighty can i get an amen
0: You've been listening to True North with Pastor Gary Cottle. We're so glad you joined us today for this study in God's Word. Be sure to subscribe to True North on your favorite podcast platform so you never miss a new edition. This broadcast is part of Gary Cottle Ministries, and you can learn more about it and Pastor Gary by visiting our website, GaryCottle.com. That's Gary, C-A-U-D-I-L-L.com. We'd like to invite you to partner with us in sharing the good news of Jesus through this ministry. Would you join Pastor Gary in praying for those listening? Pray for ears to be open and hearts to be receptive to the truth and love found only in God. Please keep Pastor Gary in your prayers as well as he continues to seek God's direction in this ministry. Another way you can be a part of what we're doing is through financial gifts. All amounts are appreciated and useful. Please prayerfully consider your involvement in this way, and if you feel led to give, you can mail a check to Gary Coddle Ministries, 1112 Old Washington Road, Thompson, Georgia, 30824. That's 1112 Old Washington Road, Thompson, Georgia, 30824. Thank you for partnering with us, and thank you for listening today to True North.